The leader in arcade game manufacturing is bringing the fun home. Located just outside of Buffalo in Clarence, New York, Innovative Concepts in Entertainment, better known as ICE, has been producing some of the world's finest arcade games since 1982. Now, ICE is making some of your favorite arcade games available to you in a home-friendly size and price. With games like the ever-popular bubble hockey classic Super Chex Pro, as well as its handsome cousin, Super Kicks Pro, the domed soccer favorite, ICE has your home arcade needs covered. Super Chex not your thing? Why not take home ICE's home alley roller game, Ice Ball Pro, or their home basketball game, NBA Game Time Pro? All these games are fully customizable with LED kits as well as your favorite team's logo. And for the traditional gamer, ICE offers some of your favorite classic arcade games built into a sturdy, stand-up cabinet. Enjoy Miss Pac-Man and Galaga, or Arcade Classics 3 with over 130 preloaded games including Asteroids. ICE also offers great pinball machines with popular titles such as Star Wars, Marvel, and Stranger Things. Find all these games and contact info at HomeArcadeGames.com. Again, that's HomeArcadeGames.com. ICE Games, the coolest games on Earth. The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Do you trust the process? Welcome back, processors. This is your host for today by myself, Brian Finch. I am by myself because uh, my good buddy Brian is um, still with some some pretty personal that. Um, I think we've all seen or felt or had a firsthand experience with, and I, I just want to put a personal message out there that you know, if you are feeling down, if if you're not feeling yourself, if you're having questions, thoughts in your head, you, don't wait. Reach out. Um, talk to anybody, like literally anybody. Just. You never know who can be that one person that helps you get through a tough time or just helps you look at the world maybe in a different way. So, you know, there's lots of options out there for you. So I'm just saying, you know, we we need we need to be there for each other. And if you think you need some help, there's no shame in that at all. And I personally... um you know, I'm I'm on my own form of medication to help me with my own um, mental, um, you know, questions from time to time. Some I deal with some anxiety. Um, so even even I uh, know on a personal level what it's like to just some days not feel yourself or have some stretches where you know life's just not going as expected. So I just 
please, if if you know anyone, if you think you know anyone, you know, don't wait. Just make sure you reach out. Make sure you check in on people because you know this this world is tough on us. This, there's only so much we can all do on our own. So let, let's make sure we look out for one each other, not one and the other. So not a normal way to start the show, obviously, but one that I thought was very important, something I thought about um, for a while now after talking to Ryan uh, earlier. So, um, yeah, one way I guess we can uh, just think about um, getting over things is distractions and obviously a big one for ryan and myself is you know the nfl draft and football in general so uh what i thought i would do today um because we were originally going to do the way too early 2021 uh mock draft with ryan but there is no way i do that on my own i will wait for my buddy until there is a better time for him to come on and uh help me do that. So instead, what we will do today is just look at uh, what we think um, that draft might look like today. After the, you know, first round of free agency, there's always, you know, free agents out there still for NFL teams to sign in. You know, they've done their drafts and they're going to be signing all their draft picks and bringing people in. So uh, rookie camps are underway. Um, things like that are, you know, kicking off, you know, football is a 12 month thing, but really it's, you know, this is the dead time for more or less, you know, the, the rookie camps don't last that long. So once those break down, uh, players will go away for the summers. So we're going to have, uh, other opportunities to, to do some fun stuff. So our first, uh, thing that I thought would be cool is just, yeah. Let, let's think about who hasn't helped themselves the most. Who has the most work to do in the NFL? So I wanted to look at the standings as they were last year. And obviously one of the worst teams in the league uh, was the Jacksonville Jaguars who selected first. Now we can all acknowledge that they did as good of a job as any team in the league did by drafting one player to improve their standing. And you would think with taking Trevor Lawrence with the first pick, they should be in better standing in the league than they were last year. But that's a lot of pressure. So I think it would be fair to still have them close to the bottom portion of the draft. To say they're picking first again, that would probably be a stretch. So I think that what I would pencil them in as right now is a team that is drafting next year in the early 20s. If I had to guess, they'll have to be somewhere around 21 or 22. A, a, a 10 point, you know, bump or so to speak, from Trevor Lawrence. I think that's what you're getting with a generational quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Picking second was the Jets. The Jets took Zach Wilson, as we all know. And while he's not the generational talent that Trevor Lawrence is, you would still think that he's going to give them, you know, a more competitive uh, advantage than what they were currently getting out of Sam Darnold. Now, I personally think that Sam Darnold 
can still be a pretty productive quarterback in this league, and we'll see what his fresh start in Carolina does for his career. But for now, you know, the Jets and Zach Wilson, it's a slow play. And uh, I would hope that, you know, Zach Wilson knows what he's getting himself into while going to New York. It's a lot of pressure. You know, that media is relentless, and, you know, they haven't done a lot of winning lately. There, there's a lot of losing seasons that he's going to help to try and erase right now. So I think that uh, picking 31 uh, or uh, picking second and being the 31st team, Zach Wilson, can he bump them up the same level as Trevor Lawrence? Maybe. But if I had to guess, the New York Jets uh, will still have a pretty rough year. If I had to guess, the New York Jets um, will probably be picking somewhere in the a 26 or 27, something like that. You know, still still a lot of work that has to be done on the offensive line. Still a lot of work, you know, is that uh, could be done in the skill positions. You know, they drafted Michael Carter for running back, uh, one of my personal favorites. Um, you know, they, they've done some work in the receiving core and free agency in the draft. So they definitely have done some things, but I don't think they're a finished product in that realm yet on the offensive side of the ball. Now, bringing Robert Sala to be the uh, head coach, you would think you'd get a stronger mind on defense, so automatically a bump there. Um, but, you know, good good head coaches and uh, even, you know, good defensive head coaches have found themselves in the bottom of the uh, pecking order in the NFL because, you know, it's an offensive league. So I think Robert Sala, New York Jets, and Zach Wilson, you know, they still have a lot of work to do. So picking uh, third this year was, um, oh, who was it? <laughs> oh, was it? this is why I need Ryan. He backs me up all the time. Oh, it was the Niners, but they didn't finish third. But I guess we'll handle them there anyways. Uh, the Niners, they weren't a bad team. Um, they just got hit so bad with the injuries, you know, the the weird COVID season. A lot of teams are in rough shape. You know, the Cowboys and the Niners are very similar in that aspect. A lot of big injuries at the, the, right, the right or wrong positions, whatever way you want to look at that. Um, positions that greatly impact your performance on the field. So... Um, you know, they, they still have Kyle Shanahan. Uh, it looks like Jimmy G is going to be their guy this year, um, for the near future at least. And they draft Trey Lance with the third pick. A lot of work to do with Trey Lance. He's many, many reps behind the other quarterbacks. Um, so, you know, you got to take your time with him. He's only played 17 collegiate games. So, you know, a season and a half. You know, not a lot of games. So I think with the great offensive mind that is Kyle Shanahan, they, of all the teams that drafted in the top five, they have the chance to have the biggest bump. I think very easily they could be a top, you know, 10 team in the league. So they're they're picking anywhere in those, you know, 28, 27, something like that. They could really make a run. Um I think Jimmy G does a lot of things really well. So he's smart and doesn't take a lot of risks. Now he doesn't give you a lot of athletic upside. So that's the trade-off you get with a guy like Jimmy G. But I think Kyle Shanahan um, has 
bet pretty well on on getting his players back and adding a little bit of pieces here and there, and they're going to reset this and have a, have a quick reset. And he, he expects to be winning, and I expect them to be winning this year. There's there's no reason for it. You know, it's not Trey Lance's time yet. He's He's got a good guy to tutor underneath. So I like the plan there in San Francisco. Uh, let's see. Who was picking fourth? Fourth was... Goes. <laughs> oh, the Falcons. Falcons, Falcons, Falcons. Well, what can I say, Falcons? You of all the teams in the top five, I think you will be picking closest to the bottom if that defense can't, you know, figure things out. They took Kyle Pitts, which I still think was the right choice. A lot of people thought they should have taken this stab at the next franchise quarterback, but you know, having Matt Ryan with those weapons that they already have, and Julio Jones and Ridley, and you know who else, you know, it's it's a good offense. So they should stay competitive as long as the defense gives them half a chance. It's all they got to do. If they can improve from being a bottom tier defense to just middle tier defense. Not not even top 10. I'm saying like 17th, 18th, something like that. Those Falcons um, you know, they they should be flirting with the in the hunt screen as the playoff picture comes into full view. It, <clears throat> they definitely should be one of those teams that can offset any deficiency they have on defense with more offensive output, you know, bringing in the new coach, um, Arthur Smith over from Tennessee. He's going to want to play a lot more control the ball, um, manage the clock kind of like slow pace, but at the same time with those weapons, maybe he does it. Maybe this changes his philosophy a little bit. I think that would be smart of him to, T- take his uh, approach and kick it up a couple notch and, and not slow play it as much as he did with Tennessee. But, um, yeah, a lot, lot to think about there. Um, Cincinnati is growing. I think they, you know, they're going to give this uh, Joe Burrow ex- experience it, as good of a shot as anyone um has had been in Cincinnati in a while. So, you know, Bur- Burrow has already shown in the in the brief time and in the shortened season that he had that he's got skills, man. He he he's your, he's definitely your new age quarterback. He can he's very athletic. <clears throat> Excuse me. He he can move around that pocket very well. Very strong arm, you know, understands um reading defenses very well already already in a in a very young career. So, Picking fifth, uh, where could they be picking next year? Just based off of drafting Jamar Chase and you know understanding the way they need to just score more points. The defense still needs some work. It's a tough division, like a crazy tough division in the AFC North. Fifth, fifth. Uh, let's say they go from fifth to picking... Ninth, I don't see a big bump. You know, they they were you know bottom tier team. They're gonna take some serious lumps in that division in the conference overall, 
uh, very talented conference, especially when you look at just the quarterbacks. There's just some crazy talented quarterbacks in the AFC right now. So I, I can definitely see Cincinnati struggling. And in, in all honesty, that's okay because I think they, they're doing this approach the right way. I think this is a, a good chance for them to really do a nice, clean reset. It's a good way to, you know, slow play it, not blow everything up all at once. You got your quarterback. You brought in the wide receiver this year. You know, maybe next year you're in position to draft a better edge or you can draft a, a, a you know, a stud cornerback somebody you know they need more difference makers overall on defense I think they just need more playmakers on that side of the ball I don't disagree with taking Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell that made a lot of sense to me you know it I'm not gonna knock him for it too much as hard as it was to watch Joe Burrow get that injury uh, behind that porous offensive line one offensive lineman even as good as Penny Sewell does not fix an offensive line. Uh, a good uh, conversation was had um, by, I think it was Chris Trapasso, um, one, one of my you know trusted football minds, but uh, they were saying how your worst offensive lineman is more of a detriment on your offensive line then your best offensive lineman is a positive to your offensive line, if you guys understand me at all. So basically saying, like, you could draft a stud left tackle, and that's cool, and you have him at left tackle, and he's going to help with that blind side, and he's going to control his man. But what if your right guard is bad? Like, real bad. I don't think that left tackle is going to matter as much. If everyone's getting in quick, getting rid in on that quarterback in just a few steps. That's where we're going with this, is that Cincinnati may have understood rightfully that Penny Sewell's a great player, but I don't need to take him with that first pick. Instead, they ended up taking uh, was it Jackson Carmen in the second round, which I was a fan of. I'm a big fan of Jackson Carmen. Uh, he made it in my top five for offensive tackles. So a guy that I thought uh, can definitely play in the league. So very, very good job on them, in my opinion. I thought they did a, a good job of assessing um, where they needed to go. So, um, And then uh, was it Carolina? Carolina was picking sixth. Carolina did take... Um, good player there he took no it wasn't Carolina I don't know what I was doing there the Miami Dolphins were six the Miami Dolphins took Jalen Waddle a player that Max Owens had even predicted on our uh, pre-draft show we did with him and he was right and I I it makes a lot of sense you know you want to the, the offensive line wasn't bad for Miami and uh they need playmakers like crazy so putting Jalen Waddle in an offense makes a lot of sense. Um, so next year, it's Miami. Miami's been that team that everyone keeps talking about. Like they're the next team. It's, they've done a good rebuild. Brian Flores is a well-respected coach. They're going places, right? They're going places. They're gonna really step it up, and um, they're really gonna put it all together the next year right and that's this year and they said that last year but now it's this year and so i'm not trying to be like 
just like disregard it at all. But it's like, you know, show me the baby. Don't don't tell me about the labor pains. You know, it's it's time now to show me the baby. So let's see Tua take another step. Let's let's see you know add in these weapons and see what they can do for this. You know, very boring offense. If we're being honest, it was just inept at times and it's downright boring. I I hate boring offenses. So uh, those always stick out to me the most. So Jalen Waddle is that he's a fun player. He's explosive. He's exciting. So they definitely made that pick, um, the sixth pick. So uh, seven was uh, Penny Sewell goes to the Detroit Lions. You could tell in their draft room they were stoked to be just sitting there waiting, and Penny Sewell just falls in their lap. There really isn't any position at uh, seven for the Detroit Lions that I thought that where could they be picking, you know. Um, I just remembered that I don't think I gave a spot for the Dolphins. So um, if they were picking sixth, uh, let's say like 18. It's like somewhere around there, like between like 18 and 20, you know, definitely a big bump. Um Good defense, so uh, back on track now. Uh, Detroit, so yeah, it's bad all around. Not any good positions. There's not one that you go, oh, yeah, they're good here. No, like if you want to take a tackle, which they did, makes sense. Uh, If they would have gotten quarterback, I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Running back, sure, a little early, but, you know, they don't have anyone good there. Uh, Wide out. Oh, my God, they need wide outs bad. Brutal on the wide out. Wide receiver, you know, group, you know, cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers, edge rushers, Detroit. My goodness, you guys. I hate to tell you this, but of all the teams in the top 10 that I could see picking first or second, I think it's you guys. Detroit is playing in a pretty tough division, and the NFC North is. It's not the AFC North, but, you know, Green Bay's good. Minnesota's feisty. You know, you never really know what they're going to do. So the the Bears obviously made the playoffs, but they went all in on Justin Fields. Interesting, interesting choices there um, on, on, you know, exactly how the Lions play this year. Do they, you know, go all in and you know, to get a buy into the culture and, you know, biting kneecaps really is a thing. And they're just fired up to play every week and they show it on the field. Sure. That could happen, but is it going to get them in the playoffs? No. Could it get them out of the top 10 picks? Yeah, I guess so, but you don't want that Detroit. You don't want that. You you need a slow build. You need to be doing what Miami's doing right now. You need you got these picks from the you know the Rams. Use them. Be smart. Manipulate the board. You know, acquire more assets. All that stuff is exactly what you need to be doing. So if you're picking first or second, um, I actually think that's a really good thing for your organization, um, especially in the short term. All right, here's the Carolina Panthers. Man, my brain is just so off today. Sorry. Uh, eight Carolina Panthers take J.C. Horn, my boy Rise guy. You all know Ryan, big fan J.C. Horn, and he grew on me. Um, he's definitely a player that made a lot of sense. So uh, 
Carolina, you know, they trade for Sam Darnold. Uh, the wide receiver core is excellent there. Um, they lose Curtis Samuel, but they still have Robbie Anderson and they still have DJ Moore. So, you know, a lot of good things to be, you know, getting Christian McCaffrey back at full health. All this stuff makes a lot of sense as to why Matt Rule will have this team playing very good football. And here's a team that's in the top 10 besides the Niners that I think should be and will be fighting for one of those last uh, wild card spots. Big fan of what's going on in Carolina right now. Big fan of their coach. Uh, I like to trade for Sam Darnold. And of all the teams that are in the top 10, I say they stand a really good chance. Really good chance of putting this all together this year and uh, making a huge jump. So jumping from 8 to, oh boy, let's go... Let's go 24, 20, 23, 24, something like that. You, you know, right there at the edge of the playoffs and, um, you know, happy about it. It's it's a big step and they're a young team, a lot of growth going on there, a lot of things to be excited about Carolina. You know, if it doesn't all come together this year, I still think they got a good coach and, you know, maybe, they, maybe Sam isn't the guy and they got to hit the reset on the quarterback and, they wouldn't be the first team to be a quarterback away. I'm looking at you, Denver Broncos. Oh, look at that. Denver Broncos. Pick nine. They take Patrick Sertan. Passing on Justin Fields. What were you thinking there? Of all the teams in the top ten that I thought that were naturally in the top ten um, that I thought could really benefit from taking a stab at one of these quarterbacks, I thought it was Denver. But I don't know. They're they're an interesting organization. You know, John Elway, for many years, we, we we thought he was the problem, and maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, probably was. But, you know, now, now that he's gone, what are they doing? What is the plan now? You have all those weapons on offense. You know, you got a good defensive mind to coach, and what's, what are you going to give them? You give them, you know, Patrick Sertan? Sure, good player, very good player. You know, easily a top ten player in this draft uh, was the whole season, the whole process all, all all since last February. You know, when when people started looking at you know the draft and that heck, let's let's go back to even like a way 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 too early twenty twenty mock draft that you would have got after the draft had re, uh, wrapped up on day three. Patrick Sertain's name definitely would have been there, um, in the, the at least the first fifteen picks. So. You know, he's a good player. It makes a lot of sense. But cornerback or quarterback, which position will add more wins? It's always quarterback, if you get it right. It's always quarterback. So I I, I dogged them to, to, when they didn't take Justin Fields originally, and I, I guess I'm still doing it now. So um, I think we'll just wrap it up here uh, at pick 10 with the Philadelphia Eagles in I guess that's just because uh, I just today's um, it's just been an odd day. So uh, I, I think this will be a good, good place to stop. And we'll try and come back later this week and 
give you guys a bonus episode. Uh, here we go. Just pick 10, Philadelphia Eagles take Devontae Smith. Uh, they traded up in front of uh, the Giants, and they traded with the Cowboys, which is so interesting to watch that happen that night. Just you don't see that very often if it all division-to-division uh, rival trade. But, hey, worked for both parties. And uh, with Devontae Smith, you know, the Eagles targeted that they need just more talent, more explosion, more everything on offense. You know, they lost so much since their Super Bowl run, um, you know, what seemed like was not that long ago. Very different team now with Jalen Hurts. They stick with him. You know, they're going to have to adapt the offense a little more, be a little more, um, you know, zone read, um, just just getting Jalen Hurts out on the edges, trying to make plays, some rollouts, things like that. So I, I could totally see him working, Devontae Smith, uh, the Heisman winner, but he's got a lot of work to do. He's so slight. Like, it's scary how slight he is. Pound for pound, he'll be the smallest player in the league. Just the combination of his height with how light he is in the weight department is just we haven't seen it before. Um, I mean, we have, but not in players that have lasted. So if Devontae Smith hits, is a good player, stays in the league for a while and contributes, then it was a great pick. And, and in, a, in a lot of ways, they outsmarted some of us. And they saw something that some of us just didn't see. I'll be one of those people that would have to admit, like, okay, hey, you got it. Way to go. Um, but overall, this roster still needs a lot of work. You know, they, them and the Jets and the Falcons and, um, you know, Detroit, these, these teams, these are the teams that I feel very confident are picking in the top five in a lot of ways, especially the Eagles and the Lions. Uh, the Eagles and the Lions, I feel very strongly about that. They'll be picking in the top five. So, I don't know, Eagles. Maybe you find another quarterback. Maybe that's the key here. Maybe you need to wrap this up um, in a way that Jalen Hurts doesn't look bad, but definitely doesn't look good. Or maybe you do just want him to be bad. And then you know right away, like, he's not the guy. You know, he's just not. So, yeah, I think uh, the top ten, you know, a lot of movement for some teams. Uh, the Panthers jump out to me, obviously. The Niners jump out to me. The Dolphins potentially. Um, the Falcons, if things go well. Um, yeah, Panthers. Yeah, Jaguars a little bit too. A little excited about Urban Meyer and bringing that collegiate um, – mindset to the NFL it's worked so far there's it's working for other coaches so let's see if he can do, be the next guy to do it and uh yeah like I said I think that's a good place to stop for now make this a short sweet episode for you um I wanted to uh just you know give, give some love to my boy Rye thinking about your buddy and um anyone else out there who's going through some things who's maybe lost somebody or something like that uh honestly um you're not alone None of us um, have led a life where, you know, we we come out of this thing with with you know being unscathed. It's it's a tough tough world, and uh, just the stick the stick by it for all of us out there. We we need each other. You know, this this is a little bit of a, a sappy episode, but hey, um, I'm human too, and uh, it affects me too. So. 
really uh, appreciate all of you that have been tuning in recently. Re- uh, really like all the big bump in listenership. Uh, appreciate all you guys. Uh, we're not going away. I know you missed a week, and I promised you 52 weeks a year. <laughs> but I was moving my house. I was uh, selling my house and moving out and stuff, and it it just didn't work. Uh, just couldn't do it. Plus, working full time, it just it did it did not work right now so but here we are we are back uh let's hit the reset let's promise 52 weeks from here all right you guys give me that much um i can do that i think at least come close so thanks for listening guys honestly appreciate all of you uh continue to uh subscribe follow share um go to the facebook page you know uh if you guys come out there and um you want to like um Hit a like in an old episode like that. Like, I'll see it. You know what I mean? Go back. Um, if you like any of the, the old um, rankings we had or stuff like that. I just want to see some engagement. Uh, leave us some reviews on Apple Podcasts. We're still always pushing for that. And um, we're going to be back. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try and give you another bonus episode at some point this week. Maybe I, I'll turn this into a, uh, I don't know, like a three-parter where I uh, do ten teams at a time. So, uh That sounds like a good thing actually to do. So, all right. I am going to sign off for now, and uh, we will be back at a later time. And uh, until next time, keep on processing that process. Do you trust the process? Respect the process. Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right, we can do this thing. Believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.